We know that God is love, so that means he doesn't hate anyone, right? How is the Jesus of the Chosen not like the Christ of the Bible? And what's a good place to get daily Bible readings? The answers to these questions and others when we understand the text. This is When We Understand the Text, a daily Bible study in God's Word, for every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in Him. Tell all your friends about our ministry at www.utt.com. Here once again is Pastor Gabe. Thank you, Becky. You're welcome. This is Gabe and Becky record a podcast. Take, take two. Three. Three? Yes, take three. Three. So we started last night. Yes. On Thursday night. Yes. And then... Um, <laughs> You you couldn't you were doing that. Yep, but worse. <laughs> it was much worse. We made it ten minutes in, and you coughed oh, so many times. It was it was not even ten minutes that I could. I was dying. I was trying to hold all those coughs in, and I couldn't. <laughs> so I had to do the loving husband thing and say, "Babe, I think I'm going to call this one. I I don't think you're going to make it." Oh man, it was so bad. <laughs> so then. Becky went to bed. Yep. And I recorded the whole Friday episode. Oh yeah, that was take two. The whole yeah. that was take two. That was take two. I did the whole thing and I hated it. <laughs> I just didn't like it at all. Aww. I mean, I could have used it if I wanted. Sure. But I thought I want to do it with Becky. So you wanted to make me suffer a little longer. <laughs> Try to talk through a cough. It's good. It's yeah, good. and and you it's have good. no idea how much I'm going to make you suffer in this episode. Oh, no. Okay, I'm calling it. <laughs> <laughs> I I am going to be. Oh, oh, I just just got you laughing. Got I told you, you not it. to make me laugh. I am going to be playing That's a clip. So you won't laugh at this. Oh, I'm going to be playing a clip. Playing a playing clip. a clip. Yes, playing a clip. <laughs> playing a clip from the View. Oh no! <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> Worse than what? Oh. Everything. That's right. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, we got we got to start. We got to start with something good here. We're going to begin with Psalm 11. Oh, okay. That's perfect. Let's, let's let's do that. That's where we're at in our psalm reading. Seven verses here in Psalm 11 for the choir director of David, reading from the Legacy Standard Bible. Hear the word of the Lord. And by the way, speaking of hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> Yes. Remind me, I got something to mention about that at the end of this episode. At the end? Don't let me forget. Oh, oh, okay. We're going to come back to hear the word of the Lord. I got to write it. All right. You're going to write it. You're going to set an alarm (laughs) on your phone. (laughs) Okay. Here's the psalm while you're doing that. Mm -hmm. In Yahweh, I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? For behold, the wicked bend the bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string to shoot in darkness at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Yahweh is in his holy temple. Yahweh's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids test the sons of men. Yahweh tests the righteous, but the wicked and the one who loves violence, his soul hates. May he rain snares upon the wicked. Fire and brimstone and burning wind will be the portion of their cup. For Yahweh is righteous. He loves righteousness. The upright will behold his face. Hmm. Now, the verse out of that psalm that tends to get all the attention, or the one that people may most often cite from this psalm, Uh is verse 5. The wicked and the one who loves violence his soul hates. Mm. So some Christians who will say God is love, but that's not all he is. Right. He also hates the wicked. And in fact, in order to love, you must hate those things that are not loving. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because I love children. This is what I've heard Paul Washer say, because I love children, I hate abortion. Right. So God does hate the wicked. He is a loving God, but he will pour out his wrath and judgment. On those who do not turn to God. Yes. Now, that's the that tends to be the emphasis in Psalm 11. We kind of grab that verse. And even those who want to say God doesn't hate anybody, mm. when they hear that, they want to go, whoa, 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 wait. You know, and, yeah. and then that becomes the draw of Psalm 11. Right. But that's not what this is about. It's not about how God hates the wicked. That's <laughs> not the focus of the psalm. <laughs> okay. 
but rather that there are people who have told David, the wicked are coming upon you. Run away. Ah. Flee. God can't save you. He can't help. So abandon every hope that you've had that you've put in Yahweh and save yourself. Yeah. That's really what the psalm is about. So we come back to the beginning. In Yahweh, I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? I have taken refuge in Yahweh. Hmm. So how can you offer me a safer route? Yeah. I'll run away from God. I'll try to save myself. No, I I trust in God. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold my post. I'm going to I'm going to be in his temple. I'm going to stay here in Jerusalem and do what God has appointed me to do. Yeah. I'm not going to run away from those who hate God and want to afflict me. For behold, the wicked bend the bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string to shoot in darkness at the upright in heart. And then this is a quote as if coming from the same person who said, flee as a bird to your mountain. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Mm. If we tear down the foundations, you who are righteous, you've got nothing to stand upon. Mm-hmm. Run away. Abandon the ethics, the godliness, the holiness that you have been pursuing. Run away from that if you want to save yourself. But Yahweh is in his holy temple. Yahweh's throne is in heaven. So whatever the wicked are doing, they can't unseat God. Right. They can't come against his throne. His eyes behold, his eyelids test the sons of men. Yahweh tests the righteous. Mm-hmm. And this is like when you know we read in Hebrews 12 that God as a loving father disciplines his children. Mm-hmm. Or we read in Deuteronomy, God is testing you to see if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So he's going to test the righteous. And those who are truly righteous are going to endure. So it says the son of men. The sons of men. So his which, eyes behold, his eyelids test the sons of men. That means the righteous? No, that means all people, oh, but then okay. it specifies Yahweh tests the righteous. Oh, that line. Okay, yes. Yes. Okay. So everyone who is human, God is testing. Yes. Sorry, I don't have it in front of me to read all that. He tests the righteous, but he hates the wicked. Mm-hmm. So those who, through that testing, will abandon everything and flee from God or will hate God or contend with God. This is who he hates. Yahweh tests the righteous, but the wicked and the one who loves violence, his soul hates. Mm. May he rain snares upon the wicked. Fire and brimstone and burning wind will be the portion of their cup. For Yahweh is righteous. He loves righteousness. Those who love righteousness... God loves them. Mm -hmm. Those who hate righteousness and do wickedness, God hates them. And his fury and his wrath will be upon him. The upright, David says, will behold his face. And so this is a comfort to David. Why should I be running away from the wicked when God's going to destroy the wicked and uphold the upright? Yeah. Uphold the righteous. And so that's the emphasis of the psalm. Just because... The wicked are coming against us, and it seems like wickedness is growing and becoming all the more pervasive in whatever culture that you may live. Mm. Don't think that you've got to abandon your godliness right, or your pursuit of Christ's likeness, the righteousness of God that you've been clothed in by faith in Jesus Christ. Don't run away from that. God is going to save you. He will deliver you from the hand of the wicked, and you will dwell with him forever in glory. Don't soften or diminish what you believe. Don't try to conform it to the world because, yeah. you know, maybe then the, the wicked will be a little more gentle on me. Nope. Now, as Jesus said to his disciples, if they hate you, they hated me first. Yeah. And that only proves true in the past, what, 20 years? Yeah. The words of Christ continue to prove true. Look Man. at that. <laughs> so, so we continue to hold fast to Christ and don't despair, even though the wicked have their day. God's justice will prevail mm-hmm. on earth as in heaven. Your, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Your kingdom come. We continue to pray these things and hold on to these hopes that Jesus taught us to pray mm-hmm. as we look to Christ and to his righteousness. Great psalm. Yes. What a great reminder. All right. So today we are looking at questions from listeners. It's the Friday edition of the broadcast. So we take questions from listeners. If you send them to when we understand the text at gmail.com, sometimes I'll grab comments from other places, a YouTube video, Facebook, or you might DM me on Twix. 
<laughs> or whatever. But I, I'm, I can't guarantee that I'm going to see that and therefore it will make the Friday Q&A. Right. Most of these questions come via email. Right. Now, this this person is a brand new listener. Oh. Okay, you ready? Well, welcome. This is from Carolyn. She says, I want to thank you so much for writing your blog, Reviewing the Chosen. Ah. I've been a Christian for a long while, and I heard about the movie, The Chosen. So with season four going on right now, they've been showing episodes in theaters. I don't know. This is in every theater, but probably in select (laughs) places. So Carolyn heard about this, and I decided to go to the movie theater and watch it last week, she says. Okay. That was the worst decision I made. Oh. And wasted money. Oh. (laughs) You had to pay to see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. They are milking this thing for all it's worth. Oh, I'm sure. They are making buku bucks off of this stuff. Not only do they have the deal with Lionsgate, who is distributing The Chosen to these theaters like this. Okay, And then they get the theater sales. Mm -hmm. Lionsgate has some multi-million dollar deal with the creators of The Chosen. But they are still drawing money from viewers. Uh, They don't don't need money the fan support anymore no or what do they call that the it's the let's see largest crowdfunded okay so it's crowdfunding is what they're doing they don't need the crowdfunding anymore right but they're still taking it well of course why as long as people are money. willing to give it that's right money yeah. money money this this oh. is a huge deal so carolyn felt like she wasted her bucks watching that movie yeah. and she said i repented when i left the theater oh <laughs> <laughs> and my spirit was grieved, she said. I had so many emotions going on in me because this is not the Jesus I know. Mm, amen to that. The movie is deceitful, she says, by adding and twisting scripture. God warns us in the Bible to be aware of false teachers. This is not how you bring people to Christ by deceiving them. You're a wise woman, Carolyn. Yeah. I'm about truth and justice, just like my father in heaven. So again, thank you for clarifying and bringing confirmation in the review that I did of The Chosen. May the Lord bless you, she says. So I responded to Carolyn and I pointed out to her, hey, right now I'm going through the book of Matthew on my podcast so you can hear the true words of Christ Yeah. when you listen in here. And she thanked me and said she was going to start listening to the program. So That's Carolyn, awesome. this might be your, fir- your, your very first Q&A. Yeah. Welcome to the Q&A. Your email made it on here. Now, she's exactly right. The Jesus in The Chosen is not the Jesus of the Bible. Nope. And you'll notice that very, very worldly people love the Jonathan Rumi Jesus, Mm -hmm. the actor who is playing Jesus in this show. In fact, they love him so much. He was recently on The View. What? With this gaggle of godless women who harp on anything Christian. I mean, they outright hate Christianity. Yeah. Anything conservative, anything on the political right, they are pro-abortion. They are pro-LGBTQ. They very they are, vocal about it. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, like they're cheerleaders of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. And just about all their ethics and morality. So they loved having Jonathan Rumi on The Chosen. This was just a few weeks ago, all in promotion of season four, of course, mm. with The Chosen being in theaters and everything else. So here we go. We're going to play a portion. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Won't be the whole interview, but okay, it'll good. be a, a significant amount of it. I mean, it's nine minutes. It's not that long. Okay. But we begin with Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. Of all people, just gushing over how great this show is. Oh, wow. That should be an immediate red flag. Goldberg is is so left. I mean, she's practically falling off of the left wing. Yeah. That's how far left she is. And yet gushing over this Jesus in this show, mm. which is not the Christ of the Bible. That's why she likes him so much. So listen in here as she introduces Jonathan Rumi. I am a huge fan of the series The Chosen, which shows the humanity of Jesus in a way we haven't seen before and highlights him and the apostles in a different way. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yep. I'm already nodding my head. Yep, you're right. We have not seen it before. It's like the joke that I made about the T-shirts you can buy on the Chosen website. It's It's a quote from Jesus in season one, I believe. Get used to different. 
Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's a different Jesus. That's exactly right. It is. I kind of like that shirt. Totally different. I'm glad you guys put that on a shirt and you're promoting that. It is different. Mm -hmm. It is not the Christ of the Bible. Yeah. It's like uh, how the Mormons put on the front of the Book of Mormon another testament of Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah, that's right. It is. It's another testament. (laughs) I mean, you're kind of advertising right there on the front another gospel. It's, It's different. Yes. It's different indeed. All right, continuing on here. What's really revolutionary is the way he wanted everybody to be invited to the table. Take a look. Your obsession with what is clean and unclean goes farther than God intended. This is a clip and does from the no show, good for anybody but yourself. We tithe everything so the poor can benefit. Down to the smallest plants grown in our gardens. And to that I say, woe to you Pharisees. You tithe mint and dill and cumin, measuring carefully the last speck while neglecting what is actually important of the law. Justice and mercy and faithfulness. You blind guides, straining out an act while swallowing a camel. Look at these people. What have you done to help them? Okay, stopping there. Audience applauds. Now, some of those words that he quoted there are exactly from the Gospels. Of course. It's kind of piecing together what we just recently read in Matthew 23, where Jesus is issuing the woes to the Pharisees, Mm -hmm. but also some things Jesus said in Luke. So the writers have kind of taken both of those and put them together in that dialogue you just heard. But indeed, Jesus says in Matthew 23, 23, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These are things you should have done without neglecting the others. Mm -hmm. Exactly as we read it a few weeks ago when we were in Matthew 23. However, whenever the chosen says that you should be exercising justice and mercy and faithfulness, they mean that you should be LGBTQ inclusive. Yeah. They mean that you should support that mother who wants to kill her unborn child. Mm -hmm. That's what they mean. They are, they're left, they're leftist. When the whole pride flag debacle happened last year, which I've covered on this program and in a what video. Right. When the whole pride flag thing happened, where they had pride flags on set, fans got upset at this, and then Dallas Jenkins responds to the whole thing. Half of the actors that played Disciples... Six of the 12 Mm -hmm. came out expressing their support for the pride movement. Right. And called them our brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Rumi, going back to 2018, 2019, he's got stuff on his Facebook page expressing solidarity with our LGBTQ community. Yeah. So when they talk about justice and mercy and faithfulness, they're talking about. Their meaning is totally different. Right. You need to be in league with Sodom. Not pursuing the holiness and righteousness of God or warning those that are in these abominations that God has promised that he will judge. Repent before judgment comes upon you. They don't say that. Nope. They they instead believe that love is just, you know, putting your arm around them and walking with them in their sin Mm -hmm. to their own destruction, which is not loving whatsoever. Yeah. So, yes, they'll quote words from the Bible. They don't just quote scripture, though. If you've never seen The Chosen, it's not lifted straight from scripture into the show. I mean, even if it was solid, biblically solid, uh, that would be difficult, (laughs) I think. To pull that off? Yeah. Yeah. To just take it straight from the Bible and make it a a show? Well, there are are movie adaptations. Like, there's the Gospel of Matthew. I've been told about this. It's like two and a half, three hours or something like this. And it's a movie that is exactly every word of Matthew. Really? That's been portrayed in this film. I've never watched it. Yeah. Um, You know, there's people who believe that's a second commandment violation to have Jesus depicted of any kind. Okay. So I don't promote those kinds of things. First of all, I've never watched it anyway. Right. I don't want to cause anybody to stumble. I'm going to get back to this here in just a moment. We'll come back to this concept because of something that Jonathan Rumi says here. But uh, but anyway, uh, it, the, the show doesn't just lift words of scripture into their script. Mm-hmm. They provide commentary as well. And the commentary is almost always bad. Yeah. So they'll quote something exactly from scripture and then they'll have one of their characters do something to explain it. And it's, it's almost always off. 
it's oh. it's either it's either like a very watered down explanation mm-hmm. of what that passage actually means or it's completely heretical altogether. Oh. And of course, these ladies on the view love this show. Yeah. If it was a show that was exactly quoting the words of scripture, they wouldn't they like wouldn't like it, it so much. much. No. Nope. Hey, I was just said Great that. minds. <laughs> think we've been together for a while <laughs> maybe a little bit <laughs> <laughs> here's more whoopi goldberg to help them. please welcome jonathan rooney okay i forgot i have to skip this part because uh it's music playing uh-huh and uh since you don't these, have the okay that's right it. yeah the, I, I don't know what music that is and uh the, the since this gets uploaded to facebook and youtube i might get flagged so i'm gonna i'm gonna Jump forward here. Wow. I feel like I should bless myself. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like doing this. I've got some water here. <laughs> He's got I some can water. Help the water if you want. I got some water right here. So yeah, one of the gals says, "I feel like I should be doing, you know, the oh. crossing myself." Yeah. She does this, and the then sign of the cross. That's right. Yeah. And so then uh, Jonathan Rumi has a cup with water in front of him, and he makes this gesture. Well, I can do this and sprinkle you with water. Okay. He's Catholic. Oh yeah, that's right. And he not only that, but a Catholic mystic. You know, he believes right. he communicates with the dead and they talk back to him. Of course, that's that's a typical Catholic thing. I don't know why I have to yeah. clarify that, but <laughs> well, <laughs> they, they talk to the dead. But, but they don't really talk about it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, and I've got a video on that, too, where he talks about communicating with the dead, mm-hmm. uh, specifically Lonnie Frisbee, who is a homosexual in his in his life. All Whether right. or not he repented before he died, some say that he did. I don't know. But Jonathan Rumi claims to have communicated with him mm. in his death. Anyway, so continuing on here. We were just saying, at least you're not a blonde, blue-eyed Jesus, finally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we've gone a little more authentic to uh, who Jesus might have actually been. Jewish. Yeah. 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 That does help. That does yeah. help. So the show, The Chosen, is a historical drama based on the life of Jesus. The first three seasons had more than 600 million wow. views. Yeah. And yes, and was the most crowdfunded TV series ever. Clearly, you're reaching people. Yeah. Yeah, they're reaching people. Mm. No yeah. question about that. And leading a bunch of people astray. Yeah. Right. Now, notice Rumi said there, we're, we're trying to portray the authentic Jesus. Mm. That's even the title of this video. Jonathan Rumi discusses portraying an authentic Jesus in The Chosen. Mm. It's a false Christ. It is not the Christ of the Bible. You play Jesus. You? Um... <laughs> <laughs> so is are you finding that people are having a little bit of trouble in separating you from the part? I, I already just did. did. I already did. <laughs> yeah, yes, but, but, yes, but it's a whole different question for him yeah. because on a daily basis, right. yeah. people people are responding. So I'm I'm just curious. Occasionally, the line the line seems a little blurred. Um, <laughs> so I, I I try to. Gently just remind people that my name is Jonathan and, and <laughs> not you actually you Jesus. You can't hear their confession uh, or anything. I've had people try. <laughs> I'm like, nope, nope, save it for the priest. That's- <laughs> you don't confess to the priest. You go straight to God. Yeah. And confess your sins before God. You don't have to go through a priest. He's Catholic. That's yes, what they he's think. Catholic. He's had two answers here already. Mm-hmm. He's spoken twice and both times. He is pushing Catholic dogma. Oh, yeah. Big time. False teaching coming from this, quote unquote, authentic Jesus. Yeah. Confess your sins before the Lord, not to a priest. Now, the thing that they're talking about here, I've, we've discussed this before. Mm-hmm. So he uh, the, the first question that Whoopi asks him is, do you find it difficult or do, are you finding that people are having a difficult time distinguishing between you and the real Jesus? Like uh-huh. they come to you and confess their sins. Right. It was at the March for Life. Or worship you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heaven forbid. But it, it was at the March for Life a year ago. I'm pretty sure it was last year. It could have been the year before. But Jonathan Rumi spoke at that March for Life. Mm-hmm. And there were already people in the front as he came to the platform calling him Jesus. Mm. And he had to stop him and go, no, 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 no. TV Jesus, and he gestures over at Jim Caviezel, who was apparently standing off to the side. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ. Oh, okay, yeah. Which, which, by the way, I think this year, 
So 2024 is 20 years since that movie came out. Yeah. Is that right? Uh Uh-huh. So he gestures over to Jim Caviezel and says, movie Jesus, and then gestures to himself and says, TV TV Jesus. Jesus. So even at the March for Life, now the people that were shouting that he was Jesus, they may not have been serious. Right. But it still kind of furthers the point. There are people that are, they look at Jonathan Rumi and they think Jesus. Mm -hmm. Or when they read their Bible, what is the image that pops into their head if they've been watching four seasons of The Chosen? Yeah. Who are they thinking about? Yeah. It's likely an image of Christ. Now, I'm sure there are evangelicals out there that watch this show that would say to me, yeah, but I'm not praying to Jonathan Rumi. I know better than that. Right. I'm not worshiping Jonathan Rumi. Right. But when you worship Christ, is that the image that pops into your head? Mm-hmm. And you can say, I'm not worshiping Jonathan Rumi. I get it. Yeah. But remember what Jesus said to Peter, who said, I'm going to I'm going to stay up all night with you, Lord. Yeah. The spirit is willing. Yeah. But, but the flesh, flesh is weak. weak. Definitely. I'm not going to deny you. Yeah. I will go with you all the way to the end of this thing. Even if the others fall away, I am sticking with you. Yeah. The spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, I've been on the more lenient side of second commandment violations. I don't just automatically assume that whenever I see a picture of Jesus or something to that degree, that there's some sort of violation of the second commandment. Mm -hmm. Jesus' appearance is described in Isaiah 53. And you also have, uh, though you have that commandment that is given in Exodus 20, you'll not raise up any graven image. Mm -hmm. So in other words, don't make anything that looks like me. You'll not worship it, whether it is in heaven above or in the earth below. Yet, it's shortly after that, that God instructs Moses to, to craft the Ark of the Covenant, and on top are supposed to be two cherubim, two angels. Mm-hmm. And then there were two angels that were standing in the temple right outside the Holy of Holies. Right. So, though God says, don't make any images of, of anything that is in heaven above, yet we have that being done mm-hmm. shortly after in Exodus. So there's a context. You don't make any images to worship them. Right. And that's the position that I've taken. However, because I don't want to cause anybody to stumble and because the flesh is weak, Mm -hmm. I stopped doing images of Jesus in my videos Mm -hmm. after a certain point. After I felt convicted over, I don't want to cause anyone to stumble or I don't want an image of Jesus used in the video to be a reason why somebody wouldn't use the video in a teaching capacity. Very true. So for at least half the time that I've been doing what videos, I stopped doing images of Jesus. I remember when you did that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a video out there, too, uh, on the What channel that I have explaining all of that. Uh, But anyway, you know, if we have a nativity set, for example, in church. Right. Is that a second commandment violation? If your church has an image of a dove somewhere, Mm. is that a violation of the second commandment? Yeah. I mean, we'll put it on images of Christ, but are you also extending that to tongues of fire Mm. or a form of a dove? You know, because that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So is that a second commandment violation? Or if you have uh, and and like what kind of dove? As long as it has an olive branch. No, then that's a dove that came back to Noah. So that one's OK. Yeah. <laughs> but if it looks like it's glowing, that's definitely a no, no. You know, yeah. how far do you take these things? So uh, so I wouldn't say that a nativity set is a violation of the second commandment. However, I wouldn't put it in the sanctuary. If at Christmas time we're going to have a nativity scene at the church, it can stay out in the lobby area, mm-hmm. or the vestibule. Yes. <laughs> you have such fancy words. That's right. But you, but you can't have it in the worship area mm-hmm. to prevent the temptation of somebody looking at that. Right. And thinking they're praying to that and therefore praying to Jesus. Right. But one of the things that's demonstrated here in this interview is how easy it is, how weak the flesh is, mm-hmm. how easy it is for these people to... Now look at Jonathan Rumi and think Jesus. Right. Even to the even to the point that their hearts betray themselves, mm-hmm. and they would think of him as somebody I can confess my sins to. Yeah. So continuing on. Jonathan, you have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> then I got to answer for it later. So true. <laughs> yes, we'll have true. to atone. But it's easy. Yeah, he will. He'll have to answer for it later. Yeah. 
It's easy to see why viewers have taken to you as mm. this role, Jesus. It seems like a pinnacle role. We've also seen you in episodes of hit shows like The Good Wife, The Mindy Project. Um, and this is a fun fact. You used to do voiceover for MTV's Celebrity Deathmatch. Okay. I did. Very yeah. similar yes. uh, to Jesus. But those jobs uh, weren't actually paying the bills. So you considered at some point... Um, kind okay, this is very kind of biographical. They kind of have him share his story and everything. So I'm going to skip ahead again. Okay. Skipping to this part here. Well, my husband and I are huge fans of The Chosen. And... It's so interesting because this story's been told so many times. There've been so many different renderings, but this one it, it plays like a you know a drama. There's sex. There's humor. There's there's violence. Say what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, talking about how liberal these women are. The first thing she says about what is in this show, there's sex. Sex and humor and violence. I don't know what she's talking. I've only watched the first season and I've watched almost all the second season. I've never seen that in the show. So I have no idea what she's talking about. Okay. But these these leftist liberal women, what is her first descriptor of this show? It's got sex in it. Yikes. Well, yeah. And that's really what this comes down to for these for these liberal women. This is why they love this Jesus because this Jesus will let me have all my sexual immorality. Yeah. It's not just that, of <laughs> course. It is also... Let me have my sins. Yep. Impurity, passion, evil desire, greed. Yeah. Which Colossians 3, 5 says the wrath of God is coming against. Mm. But I want the Jesus that'll let me have all those things. That'll affirm all of these things are okay and he's still going to love me even though I love this stuff. Yeah. That's, that's what it comes down to for these gals has kind of everything you would want, but you stay very true to the original scripture. Why do you think so many people, I mean, 600 million views have tuned in? Why does this resonate with so many people? I think, you know, because of how we really take great pains to make these characters that most people know just from a few lines of scripture or they, they see them in stained glass windows or in statues, uh, we, we take them off of those pedestals and make them relatable real life people with marital problems, with mm -hmm. you know issues of, of childbirth and the things that we go through today, the issues that we go through today. So by seeing um, essentially ourselves in these characters, like any great TV show, you start to identify. And then the fact that it's this story, that it's the greatest story ever told, now brings it to a whole other level. And they're like, oh, I can relate to Jesus in a way that I never thought I could before. It, it really is relatable. That's called going to a sound church. <laughs> well, we're not, we're not supposed to relate to Christ because he's holy and we're not. Right. So it's not about relating to Jesus. It's about recognizing right. I'm a sinner who needs a savior and Christ is that savior. Well, I think he's talking about relating to the the other characters, not not necessarily Jesus in that because he was talking about child bearing and Well, and I, like I think that. he's including himself in that. Well, that might be true. Well, <laughs> the, I mean, because the crawl right here, as I have the like the closed caption in front of me, okay, it yeah. says I can relate to Jesus. That's what it says on the closed caption. So, oh. so one of them said that. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we're supposed to relate to the other characters of the Bible because we are. Sinners. Yeah, I relate to Peter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we're I can all sinners. I can relate to that just fine. We have problems. It's, yeah. Life is hard, you know, and you get through it because of God. Yeah, right. And by the grace of God, we I, do. I can relate to Peter's pride just fine <laughs> right. without having to see, you know, his marital problems and <laughs> right. stuff like that, that they in, insert into the show. Yes. <laughs> I've already find I've already found my connection with that guy, you know. So yeah. anyway, uh, it's it's make a connect to relate means to make or show a connection between or feel sympathy with or identify with. Mm hmm. But when we see Jesus go through what he goes through, it's not about, oh, I can relate to that. No, you can't relate to that. Right. When he dies on the cross, you can't relate to that. No. Nope. He's taking the wrath of God upon himself. Right. Yeah. Which huge. if you believe in Jesus, you won't ever have to go through. Right. But for those who don't believe in Christ are still under the wrath of God, John 3, 36. Mm. And if you die in your sin, you will perish forever in eternal punishment. Yeah. Only those who believe in Christ will have their sins taken away. Now, he condescended to our level. Mm -hmm. 
he became sin who knew no sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Right. Second Corinthians 521, which does not mean that he was ever at any point a sinner. Right. It just means that when God looked at his son as he died on the cross, he saw our sin. Mm -hmm. And when he looks at us who believe in Jesus, he sees his righteousness. Mm -hmm. That's what that means. So Jesus was was never at any point a sinner. Right. But he put on flesh and dwelt among us. He was tempted as we are and yet was without sin. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Right from Hebrews. Yep. So he identifies with us, mm-hmm. but we cannot identify with him, right. but by faith in him, and then his righteousness is given to us, and we're grown in Christ's likeness, mm-hmm. conformed to his image, Yes, as talked about in Romans 8, 29, and Ephesians 2, 10, and other places. For we are his workmanship, mm-hmm. created in Christ Jesus for good works. That he prepared for us beforehand that we would walk in them. Yes. So we are identifying more and more with Christ. Mm-hmm. These gals have no idea what that means. Sadly. Well, uh, one of our crew, Zach, came to me months ago and said, I'm Catholic. Mm. You got to watch this show about <laughs> Jesus. I was like, I know a lot about Jesus. And I don't, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. One of the more ironic comments in this interview, <laughs> but it does, it was kind of like, you know, when she said that, that's who what is, who has said that I, whoever this lady is. I don't oh, know. Who okay. she is. I don't keep I don't watch the view. I don't either. I know Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. From way back. When. <laughs> yeah. That's, she was in Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah. So, yeah, that's of course. <laughs> hey, I watched Star Trek when I was a kid. I loved The Next anyway. Generation. Anyway, right. so. <laughs> So the uh, not all those episodes are good, folks. That's uh, that's not an endorsement of the show. Yeah, not a promotion of the show. But but she uh, to say that comment, there are so many people that are like that who are not Christians, don't go to church, don't read their Bibles, and they think they're experts on Christ. Well, yeah, because everybody's an expert today. Yeah, that's right. On everything. I know more about Jesus than you Christians do. I get that all the time. Yeah. There was one time where an atheist was was saying to me, you better just stop quoting the Bible to me because I've read it many times. I probably know it better than you do. And so it's not going to work on me, you know, so on and so forth. Right. So we continued to talk. And every one of my answers for quite a few minutes was a Bible, Bible verse. verse. I just didn't give the reference anymore. <laughs> and he wasn't picking up on it. So <laughs> yeah. and I, I affirmed, yeah, you don't you don't know the better. You don't know the Bible better. Yeah. Bible better. All right, continuing on. Um, I think there's always more to learn. There's always more to learn. And, yeah. and, and what that's, you're so profound. So I, profound. I think what was fascinating to me is growing up, I always saw the blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Right? And now I go to a black Catholic church and Jesus is, is brown. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think you, it seems that you took such great pains to do that in in this and to portray him as he probably likely was since this was the Middle East, right? Most people don't know that. And he's also Jewish. Mm -hmm. Um, So the show explores that, uh, the way Judaism is woven into the story in such a beautiful way. Your cast is extremely diverse. Was that important to you and to your director, Dallas Jenkins, mm-hmm. when this was coming together? Was that intentional? Yeah, absolutely. So, so Dallas is the creator of the show. We have two other writers in addition to Dallas, and they wanted to, to bring to the screen the most authentic portrayal of Jesus and his disciples in this story. Nope. They failed. <laughs> so he's still pushing that, and no, not even close. It's not even close. Uh, you know, when after the first season it aired, I had even some Christian friends of mine telling me, you ought to watch this. It's it's pretty real. And uh, through the first episode, I just was like, oh, please stop now. The, yeah. f- the first episode, I almost could not make it through the first episode. Mm. It was so bad. It really was very poorly done. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that the production level has obviously increased because they've gotten more budget and yeah. things like that. Well, of course. Yeah. You know? uh, but of course, the I think that the that the portrayal of Jesus has gotten worse, too, over oh, that yeah, span of sure. time. And anyway. Well, when you, you start with your trajectory off, it's just going to keep being off worse and worse (laughs) anyway they have this whole uh diversity in the show explanation i'm gonna skip forward here so in the clip that we saw earlier which shows jesus speaking up for marginalized people the poor etc uh which is the jesus that we love Mm. um 
I don't I don't see these gals speaking up for the the poor and the marginalized. What does marginalized mean? <laughs> it's those people that are on the fringes that that most of society would ostracize or kind of move out like, oh, the poor put them over oh, there. OK. You know, so like the lame beggars, the uh, the the lepers, those that were okay. put outside the city. Sure. The sick and diseased, the poor, they okay. were ostracized and marginalized. OK. Now we're getting to Matthew 25 or we're in Matthew 25 now. Uh huh. When I come to the great white throne of judgment later on in Matthew 25, this is where Jesus says that which you have done to the least of these brothers of mine, you've done also to me. Mm -hmm. That verse is often interpreted as what you do to the marginalized. Yeah. You do also unto me. Jesus clearly says that which you do to the least of these brothers of mine. Right. These are Christians. Right. It's how we care for the least of those in the Christian faith, not any and all marginalized. Yeah, that's that's overlooked a lot. Yeah. And these women have attacked Christianity over and over and over again on The View. Ask them what their view is of the cake baker in Colorado, who they actually right. had on their show. Oh, no way. Yeah. And and this guy who is continuing to get sued over and over and over again because he won't bake a, a, a cake for a gay wedding or won't bake a cake for somebody's transition party, somebody who's going from male to female. Uh-huh. Jack is his first name. I can't remember his last name. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, Masterpiece Cake Shop is the name of the place in Colorado. Mm -hmm. But they had him and his lawyer on The View. And uh, I did a review of that interview. Uh -huh. It's one of my old blogs. I'll have to find it. I'll put it in the show notes <laughs> if I go. can find it. There will, there will be a link to it in there. But anyway, yeah, they're very much on the side of just bake the cake. Right. And I think Joy whatever her name is on the, the panel of The View, uh -huh. I think she even says Jesus would bake the cake. I even She, oh. she said that to him. And oh, no, wow. he wouldn't. Uh, Christ, what, Christ would never have participated on, in that. Go on their show and then argue with them? <laughs> like, well, yeah, he. I'm sure that's why he had his lawyer with him. Oh, so yeah, for sure. He doesn't say anything that's going to end up used against him in the... Uh, it, when he was before the Colorado Supreme Court and then went yeah. for the Supreme Court of the United States. No joke. So anyway, these marginalized people. I think people, I would have just passed it up personally, but yeah. that might have dug him a bigger hole. Who knows? Yeah. In Matthew 15, <laughs> oh, Jesus guy. said he came to the house of Israel. And yeah. so here that, uh, you know, Joy is saying, you know, Jesus speaking up for the poor and the marginalized people. He loved his own. Mm -hmm. Indeed, he did. Yes. And as we have opportunity, as it says in Galatians 610. Yes. As we have opportunity, let us show charity to everybody. Mm -hmm. Love your neighbor. That's right. loving everyone. Right. And that's all the way across the board. Yeah. yeah. But the next part of Galatians 6.10 is especially those who are of the household of faith. Right. So these gals can talk about loving the poor and the marginalized, and I don't believe they do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but they don't show love and affection for those who are followers of Christ. Yeah. They will stand before God on that day and repeat those words that we read in, in Matthew 7. Lord, Lord, did we not do all these mighty things in your name? Yeah. And if they do not repent and turn to Christ, he will say to them, depart from me, you worker of lawlessness. I never knew you. Yeah, pray for them. Not everyone interprets that message the same way these days. Religion in this country even seems weaponized at times. Mm -hmm. uh, as Which a man they of do. Deep faith, which you obviously are. Does that <laughs> I mean, the view gals do that. They're <laughs> doing that here. They're doing that right now. Yeah. That frustrate you at all? You know, in, in that clip, we see Jesus basically taking to task the Pharisees that have essentially perverted the law or, or, or taken the faith and made it about the, the specificity and the letters of the law versus the heart of the law versus the community. No, mm. that's wrong. That is not what the Pharisees were doing. They did not keep the law. Right. They changed the law. Right. And they kept their own laws. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what Christ rebukes them for in Matthew 15, when yeah. he quotes to them Isaiah. Rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites. These people acknowledge me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Mm -hmm. And they teach as doctrines the commandments of men. Yeah. They are not holding to the law in some sort of heartless fashion, because if they were truly following the law then they would love their neighbor that's right. law right that's the law and in fact in first john it says first john 5 2 
By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and do his commandments. Yeah. How do you know that you are truly loving your neighbor as you should or loving your brothers and sisters in the Lord as you should? Because you keep the commandments of God. Mm -hmm. What has God said that love is? And that's what you do. So it absolutely was not about the the Pharisees doing the law in some kind of heartless way. Mm -hmm. Because if they were truly doing the law, they would have been loving the marginalized. Right. And taking care of them. Yeah. And so Rumi, who plays Jesus, doesn't even have a right understanding of what it was that Jesus was rebuking of them when he issued those woes in Matthew 23. He doesn't even get it. It is not about some heartless keeping of the law, because if you keep the law, you won't be heartless. Right. Paul said in Romans 13, love is the fulfilling of the law. Mm-hmm. So if you're keeping the law, you're loving your neighbor. Yeah. And Rumi is completely off in his interpretation of that here. You know, it was they were taking great pains to follow the law at the expense of the followers. Mm-hmm. And there was injustice. Nope. in that. And no. Nope. You know, anytime you see injustice taking place, um, Jesus is not going to be happy about that. And so I think I think the fact that we, we see him speaking his mind about it, I think uh, he gave us a really tough example to follow. You know? yeah. Yeah. So listen, I want. All right. No, now we're at the end of that and uh, they're going to play music and that's going to flag my podcast. So <laughs> I'll stop yeah. it right there before Whoopi has her uh, final sign off or whatever uh-huh uh, but yeah he's he is absolutely right about jesus gave us a tough act to follow oh for sure <laughs> i mean he's perfect and that he'd be upset with that yes. yeah he's perfect and as jesus said in matthew 5 you must be perfect mm. as your heavenly father is perfect yes peter and first peter one you must be holy mm-hmm. as your heavenly father is holy jesus perfectly kept the law did not sin did not break it at any point. Yeah. The only man who has ever lived who did not sin. The only man who ever lived who did not deserve to die. Mm, and yet true. he went willingly to the cross on our behalf. Yeah. So that all those who believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Praise the Lord. Well, don't follow the chosen Jesus. Come back to the true Christ of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're reading through that right now as we're going through the Gospels, still in the Gospel of Matthew. That's on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Thursday, we're doing Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And Friday, another Q&A, God yeah. willing. So that'll be next week. Babe, you made it through. I did. Without too much coughing. Yay! It was much different than the first time we tried to oh, do this. Oh, man. <laughs> now, you're supposed to remind me about something here before we yes. sign off. Okay. Hear, hear the word of the Lord? Hear the word of the Lord. All yeah. right. What's that about? So, remember, it was a week or two ago, we got a question from a listener saying, can I take the Bible reading that I've been doing as YouTube videos and put it on the podcast? Ah, uh, yes. And I said, the only way that I know to do that is... To make extra episodes, extra daily episodes, you'd be getting two episodes a day. Mm -hmm. It would be my usual commentary and then the Bible reading. Right. And I I just don't want that to be too confusing. I don't like want to overload everybody's uh, (laughs) podcast app. Sure. So we somebody had heard me say that a generous benefactor has gone ahead and paid for me to have an addition to the channel so we can put the podcast episodes of me reading through scripture there. Mm. I talked to my good friend, Fred Butler out at, uh, who works for grace to you. Uh And I asked him, what should I call this thing? What would be the name of it? Uh Now the catchphrase that we use the most often here is when we understand the text. Yes. Second, most often is hear the word of the Lord. Oh yeah, that's true. That was Fred's idea. That was, that was a great idea. I thought, yeah. So thanks. Love it. Thank you, Fred. (laughs) So that's what the podcast is going to be called. Oh, awesome. It's going to be Hear the Word of the Lord. Now, here's what I haven't decided yet, and I could use some feedback on this. Uh So you guys let me know. Should I start March 1, which is my target? Okay. That's going to be on a Friday, and it will be every day. So, yeah, there will be be, uh, Bible reading every single day. Okay. From March 1 to February 28th. Okay. 
I'm going to do one translation. I haven't decided which one yet because I have two almost completely recorded. Right. The Legacy Standard Bible and the New American Standard Bible. I need to finish the NASB reading because that's what I told the literal word Bible app mm-hmm. that I was going to be doing first. Right. So I may go with that one first mm-hmm. or I may come back to the Legacy. Haven't decided yet. Which one do you want to hear? Let me let me ask you that. So there are four translations on the literal word app. Mm-hmm. And I want to do all four. So this year will be one. Next year will be another, God willing. Yes. And then after that, the third. And then after that, the fourth. Awesome. So we'll do this annually, but it will be a different translation every year. Yeah. Based on those translations that you can get from the Literal Word Bible app. And by the way, if you're looking for a good Bible app, that's the one we recommend. (laughs) That is a great Bible app. For sure. Soon to have audio on it when I get all of that done. Right. So what translation should I start with? Let me know your thoughts. Send me an email. And should I... Should I um, start on March 1 mm-hmm. or would you rather me backlog everything back to January 1, which I can do. That's a little more work, uh, but I can I can put everything. Make everybody feel like they need to catch up. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now you got to go back to January with January 1 to catch up on all this. <laughs> a lot of people are doing read through the Bible in a year anyway. That starts that's on January true. 1. Are you OK with me just beginning on March 1 and going through February 28th mm-hmm. since next year's not a leap year? So true. It would <laughs> it would finish up on February twenty eighth. Which would you rather me do, and what translation do you think that I should uh, read from? Eventually, so two questions. Yep, two questions. Eventually, I'll also do the English Standard, the King James, and also the New King James, though that one isn't on literal word. Lord willing. But I'll get to that one eventually. Yeah, God willing. Yes. Here I have a studio again now that we're in Arizona, Woo-hoo. and I have the time to be able to do this. So, so it's going to be called "Hear the Word of the Lord." Uh huh. Starting March 1, but how should I do it? And give me your answers. Give me your feedback when you send me an email. I hope you're going to say, go ahead and start March 1, because yeah. that's less work. <laughs> speaking of speaking of the work, though, so some have also emailed and said, well, what happened to the Bible reading you were doing on the YouTube channel? Because I don't see those coming up anymore. Yeah. Some of you are aware I got sick, and that put me really behind. Yeah. And that was something that I was doing because I had the time to do it. Mm-hmm. When I got behind... I have to catch up on church work first. Right. Uh, caring for these people. My role as a pastor is is where I need to be pouring my energy into before I'm doing this podcast or any of those extra things like making the videos and stuff like that. Right. So I just was not able to get caught up. And then finally, when I did, you know, I'm now weeks behind mm-hmm. and I had only gotten into like the first couple of weeks of Exodus. Yeah. Each of those videos where I'm only reading three or four chapters, Mm -hmm. but each one of those videos takes at least two hours per video. Right. Because I have to mix down it. Like, say I read through Genesis uh, one, two and three. I've got to mix down. Genesis one is one video. Genesis two is another video. Genesis three is another video. And then I put those three together and mix that down into another video and then upload that to YouTube. Yeah. That process, and that's not even recording the audio. That's after all of that is done. That process of, of putting the images up and lining the text up, making sure the text lines up with the audio mm-hmm. and getting all that synced and then mixing the video down essentially four times and then uploading it to YouTube, that entire process was taking two hours of video. So two hours a day I was spending on just mixing down those videos and I finally got so behind, there was no way that I could catch up. Yeah. But I still have a lot of audio recorded of me reading through scripture. Right. So we'll do that instead. We'll take the scripture reading. We'll put that on YouTube. Okay. Uh, or not YouTube. On the on the podcast. podcast. Yes. Hear the word of the Lord. That's podcast. That's going to be the name of the podcast. Hear the word of the Lord podcast. So look up that one. And, and Fred had also suggested, or you could go really King Jamesy and you could call it Thus Saith the Lord. Well, I looked that up on the uh, the Apple podcast app. Okay. And there's a ton of podcasts that are called Thus Saith the Lord. Oh, that's so strange. But none of them are called Hear the Word of the Lord. Wait, what? <laughs> so I'd have the only one that's called Hear oh, the Word awesome. of the Lord. Yeah. So nice enough, easy to find. Um, you won't be able to find it yet. I haven't established the channel yet. But yeah, here in about a week, because March 1st is just next week. Yeah. And we'll get uh, daily Bible readings going so for you. So whether it's dated January 1st or March 1st, it's going to be out on March 1st. It'll be out on March 1st. All right. right? But am I going to backlog it or am I just starting March 1st and going through go. February 28th? That's the question. So let me know. And if you have any other questions, any word of encouragement, anything else, 
send us an email to when we understand the text at gmail.com. Yeah. We continue to thank you for your support during a financial crunch. Yes. And so if you have any uh, anything you would like to give, we encourage that you give to your church first. Amen. And anything yes. you want to bless us with, PayPal is connected to that same email address when we understand the text at gmail.com. Yeah. Or you can mail it to us uh, via our church address, which I don't have memorized. <laughs> <laughs> you can find it on the website, uh, ProvidenceCasagrande.com. Yes. Uh, the church uh, website is there. So anyway, speaking of which, I got to go pick up mail. I'm going to go pick up mail for the church. Yes. Because I haven't done that this week yet. And thank you to our listeners for being patient and awaiting a day. Yeah, so Becky could get a voice back. Yes. So I'm not coughing through the whole thing. You wouldn't have wanted that anyway. No. no. (laughs) That would have been a lot of editing editing on your part. It would have been. That's the truth. So much. All right. Let's. We only got through one email today. We did. But uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Stay away from the chosen. Turn to the true Christ of the Bible. Amen. Let's pray. Yes, let's. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this episode, for being able to come to your word and be guided by your truth. Help us to be guarded from uh, the, the false Christs that are presented in the world. As the Apostle Paul had said to the Corinthians, if you accept another Jesus, you do it beautifully. And being very sarcastic with them to say that a false Christ cannot save you. A different Jesus does not have the power to save. To the Galatians, Galatians 1, 8, and 9, if we or even an angel from heaven should come to you preaching a gospel contrary to the one that we preach to you, let him be accursed. There is no other gospel. There is no other name under heaven by which we can be saved but Jesus Christ. And knowing the true Christ of the Bible, not just anyone that identifies by that name, but who Jesus is according to your word. Guide us in your truth. May we walk according to these things, pursuing godliness, holiness, demonstrating the righteousness that we have been clothed in in Christ Jesus, turning from sin and desiring to please our Savior who gave himself for us, who died on the cross, who rose again from the dead so that all who believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life with God. May we have boldness in these days to preach the truth of the gospel to a lost and dying world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. What? Dog is going to scratch on the door and he is going to interrupt our podcast. Well, you had so much time to get ready for me. And yet, I did not do that with the chair. I don't know who did. And I was already sitting here with my headphones on before I looked over there. I was like, oh, Becky's chair. It was not me. (laughs) I don't know who did that. That door will need to be closed. Thanks. Sound and all. Yep. Doot, doot, and doo doo. Start sniffing more. Okay, you need to drink some tea. I need to drink some tea. See, I got a nice little stand for you right there. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure I put it there. I put it there. You did not. Yes, I did. No. It was when we were recording the vocals <laughs> for the song, and I brought it over there and set it there for the lyrics. I put it there. <laughs> okay, technically, but I made use of it while I was over here. <laughs> How's that? Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> we we both got it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to try to re-record the vocal on Saturday night, maybe? Yeah, tomorrow night. Okay. So I'm going to go to the church and go through the sermon and re-record the vocal. Bless you. Woo! Release the song on Monday, maybe. I I picked a plastic spoon so it didn't ding, 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 ding. Yeah. (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah. I figured this way it's a little more... I mean, you can still hear it a little, but not near <laughs> It's as not much. like if you had a silver spoon, yeah. <laughs> okay. Can't start that. Hopefully I'm finishing that. <laughs> Is it clearing this time like it was it know. last time? It was not last, last night. Last night, yeah. No, it was last night. Yep. It was, it was. Oh, I just sneezed. got to make sure I can... Um, I, I got those tissues and they 
They've they're still in the box by the door. Oh man. <laughs> well, this my sleeve is fine. Oh gross. <laughs> Uh, you know, when after the first season it aired, I had even some Christian friends of mine telling me, you ought to watch this. It's it's pretty real. And uh, through the first episode, I just was like, oh, please stop now. The, yeah. the first episode, I almost could not make it through the first episode. Mm. It was so bad. It really was very poorly done. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that the production level has has improved. See, the dog is scratching at the door. Just like I told you. Uh, the... Annie didn't take him. Uh, Sorry. I told you he was going to scratch at the door. I told her to take him. Poor Annie. Poor puppy. Get down, dog. My you poor puppy. Yeah. Ruining my show. <coughs> Do you need up? Come here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come here. Come on, Dopey. Come here. What's he doing? Okay, go ahead. I don't remember what I was saying. I don't even remember where I was. You couldn't make it through the first episode. Yeah, oh yeah. I was backing up a ways.